If we turn the attention towards our hearing and attending to the the world of sound, hearing, listening, in the background of worldly sounds like my voice or other sounds here in the temple or around the building, in the background of our hearing, for most people, a continuous, high-pitched, silvery, subtle sound can be discerned, like a white noise, the sound of a speaker when the system is switched on, but nobody's talking. Most of us are able to pick this up as an inner sound. In Sanskrit, this is called nada. It just means sound. If we're able to discern this, to perceive this in the background of our hearing, or maybe the foreground of our hearing, more accurate, This can be a very helpful aid in terms of both the development of insights, the wisdom faculty, and also concentration. If we cultivate this listening to the inner sound, the nada, and this supports the non-entanglement, the non Engagement with sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thinking, emotion, memory, imagination, fear and hope, nostalgia and regret, physical sensations, things we see and hear and smell and taste and touch are all put more into a a context. Noticing the inner sound, listening to that, paying attention to it, becomes a backdrop for all other aspects of the experiential field, like a curtain against which the projections of thought and feeling, imagination, physical sensation, smells, and the visual world projected against that. It helps to keep things in a context. The mind loses its faculty of awareness when it absorbs into what is seen, what is heard, smelt, taste, touched. As the mind buys into the value system of I like, I don't like, it's inside, it's outside, it's beautiful, it's ugly, it's mine, it's not mine. This tastes good, this tastes bad, this smells good, this smells bad. As the mind absorbs into its perceptions, then that quality of awareness 
is automatically dimmed and lost, obscured. The mind is being born into its perceptions, its attachments and habits of identification. But to cultivate this quality of inner listening, attending to the inner sound, strengthening that as a something that is noticed, that is present, then as we see something or feel something in the body, hear a sound, a voice speaking, the nada is always there. Even as I'm speaking, I can hear it in the background of my own mind. The sensations in your body, in your legs or your back, your hands, they're still there. But the presence of the nada, the inner sound, catalyzes that recognition. This is a mental event. This feeling in my leg is feeling consciousness. It's a mental event. It's a form fabricated through the activity of mind that says feeling. A memory. Someone that we knew from our childhood. Thinking consciousness. Remembering consciousness. Arising, passing away. The more that this presence of the inner sound is sustained, then the more that perspective, the more simple, straightforward it is to recognize this is an experience of tasting, of smelling, feeling. This is an emotion of excitement, anger, fear, regret, inspiration. Desperation. These are known as mental formations, sankharas, arising, passing away. They're not given any false solidity. They are not reified, made into a, an apparently real thing. In the beginning, it's easiest to notice this inner sound sitting still with our eyes closed. But as we develop the attention upon it, strengthening, sustaining a continuity of attention, then becomes very immediately apparent. It's still here, whether the body's perceived to be walking or sitting, whether the eyes are open or closed, whether we're Coming or going, standing, walking, sitting, lying down, breathing, eating, talking. Whatever's going on, the sound is always here. It's primary, ever-present. In this way, evokes the quality of suchness. Each moment is exactly this way. We don't have to define what this is. Just that quality of suchness, isness. Here is the tone, the texture of this present experience. 
it's like this. So along with uh, the movement of perceptions, thoughts arising and passing, sounds, the, the wind rattling the windows, feelings of heat and cold, comfort, discomfort, there's a unifying quality that the presence of the sound evokes, the suchness of movement, the suchness of stillness. It's like this. There's a quality of presence. The actuality of the Pachupana Dhamma, the here and now reality, that's appreciated. The heart awakens to that quality of Sanditiko, apparent here and now. Opanaiko, leading inwards. These qualities of the Dhamma are evoked, supported in their realization by the presence of this inner sound. So hearing the sound is not exactly the same as realizing the Dhamma. It's just a sound. It's just a sense object. But it has qualities that evoke these same attributes of the Dhamma itself. Apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation, leading inwards, to be realized by each person for themselves. So the development of this inner listening, this practice of inner listening, is a direct support for the realization of Dhamma itself. It's a sense object, but it symbolizes, embodies in the sense world, many of the transcendent qualities of Dhamma itself. Along with supporting the seeing of the empty nature of the five khandhas, form, feeling, perception, mental formations, consciousness, seeing their empty, dependent, conditioned nature, it can also be used as a concentration object. If the breath is not easy to follow, the mind becomes sleepy or distracted trying to follow the breath, we can use the presence of the inner sound as a, a point to focus the attention upon. A single object to absorb the attention into and use for the cultivation of concentration, collectedness, samadhi. In this way, one can deliberately focus on the inner sound to the exclusion of everything else. What Lumpur Sumedha calls the, the point which excludes. Deliberately setting aside other perceptions or sensations just to focus the attention on listening to the sound. 
If we use it as a concentration object, it has the helpful effect of brightening the mind. The more you focus on it, the more steady, intent the focus on it, the brighter the mind becomes, the more energy there is in the system, the easier it is to focus. So it's a positive feedback loop. The more you concentrate, the easier it is to concentrate. It feeds the quality of alertness, arousal. Atapi. Attentiveness. Ardent. Diligent. Those qualities of ardor and diligence come more easily. They're supported, fed by the focusing on the inner sound. Now, many different spiritual traditions talk about this quality of the inner sound, give it different names or ascribe it to different values or different kinds of significance. The Lumpur Sumato has always discouraged a lot of mental proliferation around it or what it might actually be or what it might mean or where it comes from. The fact is, for most of us, it's discernible, present. can be put to, to use, whether it's a, an electrical aspect of the nervous system, whether it's the flow of the chi through the body, whether it's the music of the spheres, the song of the universe, whatever kind of language we might describe it with. It's present, it's here, just like the breath. We can read a lot of symbolism into it, or we can just focus on the rhythm. Put it to work, without creating complications around it. For some people, this inner vibration is not so discernible as a sound, but it's more noticeable as a, a shimmering quality of the visual field, an oscillation or vibration of the, the visual world. Or perhaps in the felt sense of the body, a tingling in the fingers and throughout the system. So it might not appear most strongly as a sound, it can appear through other sense doors, but for most people, the aspect of sound and hearing is usually, most commonly, where it is most readily discerned. So if we're able to pick this up, put this to work. Let it be a constant companion, supporting that disentanglement from sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thinking, memory, imagination. Supporting the heart in keeping the whole field of experience in a context. Feeding the realization of the empty nature of the experience of the body. Sensations, perceptions. 
mental formations, discriminative consciousness. It's empty, transparent, insubstantial. There are forms there. The sound of a word. Texture of a sensation in your leg. Beginning and the ending of a memory has a form, but no substance. Like a beam of sunshine coming through the window has a shape, but nothing solid. It's transparent, insubstantial. Every sensation, every aspect of the material world, our emotions, our thoughts, our personality, Cultivating this inner listening, it reveals the empty, transparent, insubstantial nature of every sankhara, every formation, mental, physical, internal, external, coarse or fine. It also evokes the suchness of the presence of the Dhamma itself. Apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation. This ultimate reality of the present, which is indescribable, unimaginable, but absolutely real. In a listening of this kind, supports that same appreciation of the suchness of Dhamma itself, the tatata, the as-isness. It's this way. Here it is. This present reality is such. It's thus. No need to write a story about it, make anything of it. Here it is. The Dhamma is ever-present. How could it not be? It's this way. And the felt sense of that presence is what they call sawang sa'at, sangup, in the Thai language. Sawang, radiant. Sa'at, pure. Sangup, peaceful. This is the felt sense of the Imminence of Dhamma, the presence of Dhamma, radiant, pure, peaceful. This is its character, its present quality.